Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. <laughs> if you're dead and you can't do anything else, I would run around cursing people too. Sure. For you less. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this nigga got the sniffles? <laughs> I'ma beat his ass. <laughs> I don't like how that shirt fits on you. Y'all don't. <laughs> Every shirt you try on gonna look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gonna be real self-conscious when you wear them too. You gonna know they look bad. It ain't gonna be one of them things where you like, I look good, but other people are like, no, I don't think that works. You gonna know, bitch. <laughs> There it is, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal, devastating episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that George Washington Carver discovered over 300 uses for the peanut, but he had zero uses for these nuts. Do you know why? Because he was castrated as a young boy. That's right, they took that man's testicles away from him. And that horrible and unfair thing happened, but I believe it was the exact motivation he needed to focus all of that other energy on other kinds of nuts. No distractions. It's like how that old saying goes, when a ball nut closes, a peanut opens. Huh? <laughs> you guys know that classic saying that everybody says? It's, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, I'm your host. 
Langston Kerman. I'm happy to be here. What a what a lovely, a lovely, a happy experience we have for you today. My guest, and I should say this before my guest comes on, when I was looking up information about George Washington Carver, one of the first things that pops up when uh, you type in George Washington Carver is George Washington Carver. Did he own slaves? And uh, that's a real sad question for the Internet to have produced and really makes me feel like America is hopeless and we deserve to die from whatever virus. It doesn't have to be Corona. It can be a way sillier virus, but we don't deserve to keep living one way or the other. Anyway, my guest today, he deserves to keep living. He's a good guy. Not only is he a good person, he's a phenomenal artist. He's one of these people that I'm immensely jealous of because of his his many, many skills. He is solely responsible. No help. He made our theme music. He made uh, the artwork for this project. He, He is the artist behind so much of this. I just talk shit. This motherfucker puts in the work. You guys are gonna love him. A dear friend, a hilarious person. Mr. Nick Chambers, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, yeah. The crowd is coming through great. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Now they're here. They're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> they heard you made that theme music and they're like, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, let's be clear. You you wrote some of the, the lyrics. Let's, I did. Okay. I wrote the less funny lyrics in the... Uh, <laughs> I wrote like three lyrics. I was like, I don't know, dog. Just repeat it. And you were like, mm, those are the I'll ones that this. people quote to me, though. Those are the <laughs> ones. <laughs> I was like, koala bears are racist. I get, I get a fair amount of uh, of response from, but I do genuinely think uh, the the stuff about the ozone layer and the Martians and the turkey stuffing is all just fantastic work. You really should be proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody's going to award you for it. And and frankly, they shouldn't. It's, it's <laughs> This is a stupid, stupid thing you've done. But I'm really happy you did it. I'm, I'm grateful. We have an, an amazing conspiracy theory to unpack today. I, I would argue it's new to me. I've never heard it before. Certainly not one that was like uh, constantly in the lexicon of like shit that I heard growing up. Right. I know that you come from a Jamaican home. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine that there are some cultural sort of like connection to some of the things that we're about to unpack. You said, and this is, it's a fun one. You said, my mama told me. If you point at a cemetery, all your fingers will fall off. Talk to me about that. Tell me more. So if you point at a cemetery, all your fingers will fall off. And the only way to reverse it is to bite all of your fingers. Pre, Okay. Uh, let's, let's pause there for mm-hmm. a second because my fingers are falling off. So am I biting them preemptively? Exactly. You've pointed. You recognize you pointed. You bite them to, I guess, reattach the, the, <laughs> the nerves. It's very medical, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> so you bite all your fingers and then they won't fall off. I don't know what the time frame is in them Well, that's what I'm off. wondering is like, how quickly am I expected to, uh, to, to notice this, to bite down? I'm obviously aware of this wives' tale. So why the fuck am I pointing in the first place? I, I don't know. Like I asked, I asked my, my parents, I was like, okay, so... And this is something that they told me long after I was a child because I was very scary as a kid. I couldn't, I would have never been able to deal with this as a child. But uh, and going back and like asking, like, so where, like, 
who told you this? What what would happen? And they're like, I don't know. Just somebody. <laughs> my mom my mom said, I don't know, but it's a thing that I used to do as a kid. And my dad said, I don't know. It's from slavery. And I mm. asked for more information. And he's like, I don't, it's probably something left over. Which <laughs> I don't understand. It's and, just, and frankly, who can argue with slavery? It's not, uh, there's no retort to that. It's, no. It's just like, all right, it's from slavery. I guess slaves said if, to do it. If I'm a slave master and people sneak out at night, I would invent some horror stories. Sure. Too. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a cemetery, there's ghosts, you gotta bite your fingers. And why are you biting your fingers? They coming up with the dogs, they're catching you. So Right. <laughs> or even if it's a slave like being like, Hey, didn't you kill my friend? He right over there. <laughs> He's like, No, if you point, your fingers gonna fall off. Don't point at that shit. Get back to work. It's just you're just creating fear where fear wasn't exactly. so that you keep people in line. I th- I think that's that's a respectable choice, I guess, as a slave owner. <laughs> the one <laughs> This is the one thing I respect about slave owners is they came up with silly games to keep their slaves in line. Slavery, not a fan, but if you're going to be a slave owner, you got to do something silly. Tell them their fingers are going to fall off. Why not? All right. Talk to me a little bit about, because I I mentioned it in the preamble, but your parents are Jamaican, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Very, very much so. Do you think that this comes from that? Because I've never heard that before. Like, I, d- I don't think that's necessarily an American conspiracy, if you will. Yeah, I haven't heard it anywhere else. And I, I looked up trying to find some information about it. I couldn't find anything. No. So <laughs> I don't know which Marley came up with this shit. Sure. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you right now, it's that nigga Ziggy. That nigga Ziggy was out of pocket when he came up with this shit. That's a classic Ziggy. <laughs> you name somebody Ziggy, they're going to have some weird thoughts. Yeah, he's going to say something crazy. He got to keep up with his more talented brothers. He's going to say something wild. <laughs> it's interesting because even in looking this up, obviously this, and I think some of my listeners would even want to argue about this shit somewhere on the internet. This falls probably closer to something that we qualify as superstition right Right. that like it's a little more about like the the mythical than it is about like a conspiratorial thing but i personally would argue and i'd be curious to hear your thoughts that i actually don't think there's that big of a difference between conspiracy and superstition it's something that you're i don't know if it's necessarily proven but you believe in it enough that Mm -hmm. it's real to you so i definitely would put it I think so. And then I think, you know, the reality is, is that conspiracies are just superstitions that haven't had enough time to cook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That like <laughs> you give this one a thousand years or even like shit that that we think is like like right now people are arguing whether or not 5G is fucking up our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. Or whether or not 5G is some sort of poisonous thing in, in the universe. Right. Right. And we're going to argue about that as like a conspiracy or whatever. But you let that cook long enough. And a thousand years from now, if we live that long, somebody's going to be like, hey, man, don't put your cell phone below your waist. Because if you put your cell phone below your waist, you'll curse your family blood for a hundred generations. And that will know that that just means that like, oh, cell phone waves were cooking your testicles. But they don't know that they're they're making it superstition when it was conspiracy back when we were alive. Right. Adding that mysticism to it. Exactly. It's a weird thing because like my parents are very religious. 
So for this ghost thing to be part of their their life is like a weird turn. Like for them to have belief, like ghosts and monsters, no go. But if if you mention like demons or or the devil or anything, they're like <laughs> on board. Like yeah, ghosts, forget that. I don't believe any of that stuff. But have you ever sure. seen a demon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My mom told us that she she witnessed uh, someone being possessed in college. Mm. To this day, wait a minute. She, to this okay. day, she maintains that she saw. Wait, it. you gotta unpack that a little bit. Tell me what happened. Where she's she witnessed the possession, then went to trig. <laughs> <laughs> she just witnessed an exorcism and then went off to the quad to get right. to know her friends. You got pea soup on my notebook. Uh. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, this is in in Jamaica and. There was a a girl who lived in her dorm who was into like Ouija and spiritism and stuff, mm. and, and she had a friend who was also into it. And so they were in like um, chapel, and the and the preacher was talking. It was a, a religious school, so the preacher's talking about you know Jesus and and as you do in church. I don't know why I felt the need to go on. He's talking about Jesus. It's weird. Hey, and the preacher was being wild that day. He was talking about like ravioli and uh, trap music. I don't know. But anyway, it was church. <laughs> so he's talking about Jesus. And then the woman ran out. And then people that saw her said something threw her to the floor. And Whoa. so they picked her up. And her friend ran out after. They picked them up, brought them back to the dorm. And for a long time, they were like praying and trying to get Jesus out of there. My mom said that. Um, they're in the name of Jesus. I tell, I tell you to get out. And the woman who was trying to invoke Jesus to get rid of the demon, like every time she would go to say the name of Jesus, her tongue would curl up and prevent Whoa. her from saying it. And then uh, the the Ouija board girl said in a voice that they had never heard before, "Who is this Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> So it turns out she was just possessed by a gay black man. And and that's pretty right. cool. Titus Burgess <laughs> came down to Jamaica for a couple of weeks and was possessing. Yeah, Jamaica that's soon. fucking wild. So she heard this voice. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. And w- what did she do after that? Did she run away? Was she? Did she stay and watch the whole thing? Like, what was her response? She watched the whole thing and then they... Ev- ended up sending the the girl to the the hospital and then uh this was during like final exams time so they canceled exams the next day because nobody in the dorm really got any sleep because there was an exorcism going on holy oh man i would have paid somebody to pretend to be possessed during the middle of my finals oh that would (laughs) have been fucking sweet part of me thinks like was it is that what the whole thing was like? Nah, yeah. I may never study for the exam. You know what? <laughs> Possession. <laughs> <laughs> they can't make you take a test if you feel with right. demons. I'm going to pretend. I'll just pretend. Right. Exactly. That's, wow, that's fucking nuts. And that's, it's such a weird, to your point, that's such a weird thing for your parents to be like, anti the possibility of uh ghosts or goblins or whatever it is but fully committed to uh, the ghosts and goblins of religious texts right like it's in essence the exact same thing it's just connected to a book that they read versus the ones that they didn't Mm -hmm. for sure it's it's almost like people fully believing in the marvel universe but being like batman get the fuck (laughs) out of here 
that ain't that ain't scripture. That ain't a part of what I I subscribe to. I'm an I, Iron Man. Let's talk about that. But Batman, fuck you. In the book of Tony Stark, uh, chapter three, <laughs> verse Jarvis. <laughs> okay, so your parents tell you this. You said they didn't tell you until you got older. Yeah, yeah. At I, what point? Or was there a point where did you believe it? Were you at all like, oh, maybe I got to be careful about that? No, it, the context of it was like we were talking about things that we believed as kids and they, it came up in that context. So it's like, yeah, this is a stupid thing. <laughs> so oh, so they it. were acknowledging it's a stupid thing. Right, right. Okay, so that makes it a little easier. Yeah. It's not like you're having to reason with your parents being like, you know, if you point at a cemetery, you got to bite your fingers. <laughs> Otherwise, them bad boys going to fall off. <laughs> right. It's like, why would you even tell me that? Just save that for when I point at a cemetery. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, bite your fingers, Nick. Exactly. Bite like, your fingers. <laughs> it's like it's a snake bite. Like, we got to come and <laughs> get down. <laughs> but suck all the glue back in. It doesn't make sense. I don't know exactly what's happening with the fingers. I Okay. So, so they tell you this as something that they once believed. Did your parents grow up near each other? Did they know each other at a young age? No, I think around maybe college age is when they, they met. So it's something that they heard independently of each other. Um, wow. They, they live kind of in the same area in Kingston, but I don't think they knew each other growing up. Sure. So it was enough. They believed it enough that this, this stuck in their memories independently. And then they both were like, Hey, by the way, you bite your fingers. And you're like, oh, yeah, I bite my fingers. <laughs> and that's and how they like, met. <laughs> Let's build a family together. <laughs> we can make a little comedic musician baby together. Let's do that. <laughs> they put the rings on each other's fingers with their mouths and bit the finger on the way. <laughs> I like the idea that he, your father put the ring on first, and then your mom was like, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, you know what to do," and then he had to bite that finger. <laughs> And it wasn't a sexual thing. It was merely nope, preventative. protection. For, yeah, <laughs> for the possibility that your fingers fall off. Right. I want this ring to stay on for a long time. How much, let me ask you this, because if you grew up in a pretty religious ho- household, how much of that do you uh, follow today? Are you a religious person? Do you believe in any of it? What what stuck, if anything? I think there's a, like, in times of, of like, stress and fear, it will come back. Just like mm-hmm. as a reflex. Sure. You no, know, it's like, oh, I can't find my keys. Lord, uh, if you see them anywhere, <laughs> it's just what point I'm Lord, please let this airplane stay all the way up in the air and not do some weird shit. Yeah. yeah there was one Halloween where I went to, um, I was coming back from Vancouver and I'm on the plane and I'm, I'm a nervous flyer. I do not like it. Same. And I looked and... Uh, there was a nun on the plane. I was like, okay, cool. She's here. She's like, a, <laughs> she's a liaison. We're good. And then I remembered it's Halloween. Like this lady could clearly oh, just be. No. So I'm just sitting there like quiet, like, Lord, if that's, if she's with you, cool. If she's not and you're mad at her, just let my part of the plane land somewhere. Whoa. Safe, please. Right. Because that could have easily just been a sinner. That could have mm-hmm. been just a lady dressed as a nun. Which right. is blasphemous, which mm-hmm. gives God every reason to to flick your little airplane out of the sky. 
as punishment for the, what this bitch is doing. <laughs> exactly. I didn't see the bottom half. It could have been all sexy none. Nobody oh. knows. <laughs> <laughs> Just cross-covered panties. And you're like, oh, thank God that this lady is here. I feel safe. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're going to hell. You're about to die. Exactly. I oh. it's it oh it makes me so uh frustrated even watching the way that people behave on airplanes now, not even relation to just uh religion necessarily, although I do think that for me it's like I believe that something's up there. I don't know what to call it or uh how if the books that we wrote have anything to do with it, but there's certainly I don't think that we just came up with us on our own mm-hmm. that said. There, like so many people refuse to follow basic airplane rules and it feels like you like we're already spitting in God's face by right. flying up here and you know what I mean like we're already breaking the rules you don't right. have we're to, on his lawn don't, yeah don't. close your fucking laptop you idiot like you don't don't do the extra shit that even humans are like I, I don't know this might be too far we probably shouldn't do this one right that's fucking crazy how do you know better than the the people who are running the plane? Right, and I don't. And to that point, I don't think that they know anything. So if they're telling me, okay, if they start off literally by being like, "Hey, y'all, here's what scares us," mm-hmm. <laughs> that's and maybe that's how they need to rephrase the whole like airplane breakdown. <laughs> right, with all of our knowledge and study and training, this is a thing that we're not sure about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Here's what uh, rattles my bones. <laughs> it's when you leave your cell phone on by the time we take off. I don't know why, what's going to happen. Maybe nothing. But boy, do I get nervous. And right. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to turn my cell phone off. I would I would be more comfortable with a, with a pilot who's like, hey, I've been off the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I, just be like, let me know. Oh, this is just, we're going to be hitting some turbulence. Be like, hey. Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That shit was. All right, all right. We gotta take a chill for a second. Hold on, I'm gonna land this bad boy and just re- resettle myself because that was crazy. The intercom comes on. And you just hear. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. We got some shit coming up on the radar that. Y'all ain't gonna fuck with, and I don't fuck with it either. Anyway, enjoy the peanuts and uh, exactly. and cocoa on uh, <laughs> on your screens. We're only playing cocoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question. So you're not a particularly religious person. You're not necessarily buying into uh, their version of spirituality, at least as in in terms of the fingers falling off. Mm-hmm. Are there any parts of Things that they've said like this that you were like, oh, I I can get with that. I see where that comes from, and I actually agree with that. I I don't know if it's agreeing, but the whole demon thing, like, even though I don't know if I believe it, it's just, it's just like the the cell phone on the airplane. It's like, you know what? I don't know if there are demons in here, but let me just say Jesus a few times, just sure. in case, <laughs> so they know I know. <laughs> It's like cocking a, a piss, uh, cocking a shotgun. I like that you think Jesus is like Beetlejuice, and if you say his name a certain number of times, he's just gonna pop up and do cool shit. I think Jesus. <laughs> I think Jesus is busier. Right. I just see that as his pager number. I want him to know that, like, hey, I right. called you. You could call yeah, me back. Yeah. Call me back <laughs> when you're ready. 
Exactly. No rush. I get it. You're a busy dude. You got holes in your feet and your hands, but whenever you're ready, just, just call me back. It's me, Nick, by the way. <laughs> it's Nick, your part-time servant. In case you... <laughs> it's Nick, the guy who only kind of believes in you. <laughs> you know, when it's convenient for me. You remember. Call me. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Nick Chambers and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Nick Chambers, more my mama told me. We're still talking about that that possibility of your fingers falling off, sort of uh Dorian Gray style, I guess. <laughs> if you point at a cemetery, just turn to ash because you didn't nibble on them right after you point. What do you think parents were trying to get you from from doing with the don't point at a cemetery? Because that's what a lot of these old wives tales are cooked in is like allegories and lessons for being a better person. What's the fear for a, a young person pointing at a cemetery? 
I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, like respecting the dead or uh, just pointing in general, which is a, a long way to go to just to get kids to not point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> you could have just said, take your hat off when we, uh, <laughs> when we're around the grave, but instead you're like, if you point, I swear to God. <laughs> Somebody said it was like, if the, if you point at a cemetery, then the dead can see you and then they'll come and get you or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That like you're building, it's like pointing at a regular person almost. Where it's <laughs> right. like you're, you're opening communication. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're being rude. So now I got to retaliate and the dead, I guess, apparently are petty as shit. And they're like, that <laughs> motherfucker pointed at me. <laughs> you cursed, bitch. You cursed. <laughs> All right, let's unpack some of this research. And we we talked a little bit about the way that superstition feels like it's it's sort of leading the way in this one. And I wanted to do a little research on like superstition as a uh as a a belief system, how many people actually believe in superstitions in general mm-hmm. and apparently 25% of Americans identify themselves as superstitious. In some way, shape, or form, they say that, yes, I would consider myself a superstitious person. That sounds about right. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. So for your life, you would say one in four people are like, hey, don't split that poll. Don't. Right. It's things like that or like with sports kind of things for sure, I think. Right. And and to that point, it's so cooked into even like uh, the way that our systems work, right? Superstition is kind of a part of everything. Like there's no 13th floor right. on, in most hotel rooms. And that's just because somebody decided that was a bad number. And they were like, well, we can't get guests to sleep here. So we'll just get rid of the number. That's, and it's still the 13th floor. It's just a different number. You're right. still on floor number 13. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bitch, I know what 14A means. This ain't <laughs> This ain't a trick. This is just 13 and you're not telling me that. Right. You think the bad luck's going to get lost in the hotel? Like, right. I was looking for the 13th floor. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Calling down to the lobby like, hey, uh, I just, I can't find my room. Um, I'm sorry. I, this is the third time I've called, but I just can't find my room. So, yeah, even with that, this is something fascinating I didn't realize, but there are other superstitions that sort of follow that same trajectory in other places, right? Like, I think we we often have a very Americanized view of, like, what numbers are bad or rules and shit, but in China, the number four is bad. Like, they don't fuck with the number four at all. So, mm-hmm. like, I imagine that there's a bunch of things that they skip over with the number four because they don't fuck with that. Or, for example, in uh, Brazil, this airline, Lufthansa, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not from there. But they (laughs) don't have a 17th row on their airline. They do, though. Right. But they they don't tell you that there's 17 rows. They say it's something else because they don't (laughs) want people to think that, you know, they're sitting 17th because apparently 17th is bad. Does it say why these specific numbers or did you... Do you know why they pick these specific numbers? No, I mean, I, I think it's similar to us where it just sort of like is a a old legend that builds mm-hmm. and then it's less about them actually believing it and more about them preparing for people who do believe it, oh, right? Okay. 
it's a lot of these companies are just like saying like, look, I don't give a fuck. I just want your money. But it does. It's easier to get your money if you're not sitting there going, I, I refuse to sit in the 13th row or right. the 17th row or whatever it is. I do really love the idea of there being a uh, a Brazilian uh, Friday the 17th, which is... <laughs> With just Brazilian Jason running around murdering people, or Michael Myers, ain't that? Yeah, just Michael Myers with the air horn. Just. <laughs> that mask is all colorful with the feathers. And so like it's <laughs> yeah, instead of the hair, it's just feathers. It's beautiful feathers. <laughs> just dancing towards you. <laughs> He's wearing a mesh tank top. He looks good. Michael Myers looks good. Miguel Myers. No, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Portuguese. I don't know Brazilian Portuguese, but I bet there's a Miguel down there. Miguel Myers looks great. <laughs> okay, so uh, superstition apparently derives from the assumption that a connection exists between co-occurring non-related events, basically meaning that if my fingers fall off after I point at a cemetery, it's easy to point at the cemetery and blame that instead of examining, for example, why the fuck I have leprosy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, where did this leprosy come from? And how did I get that as an adult in 2021? It's just somebody trying to hide their leprosy from their friends. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I don't have leprosy. Just look at that cemetery over there. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. The devil done got me. Them demons. Those <laughs> cursed demons. They stole my fingers. Yeah, I, I think it's such a, a fascinating thing because at the end of the day, so much of superstition and so much of conspiracy theory, and this is something that the research sort of shows, is that it's often connected to people's want for control, right? Mm-hmm. That like you live in this uncontrollable environment. Everything is is chaotic and mayhem. And the easiest way to make sense of that chaos and mayhem is to say like, okay, here's a rule that I know how to follow. Here's right. a thing that I know if I do this, at least I'll feel in charge of the whole thing. Like right. they even said like in some of the research I saw that, that uh, in Germany between 1918 and 1940, the measures of economic threat correlated directly with the measures of superstition that like superstition was going up because between 1918 and 1940 they the money was fucked up in germany right they're mm-hmm. post world war one pre-world war ii they're still like rebuilding as a country and so they're being hyper superstitious and shit right so who who is keeping track of the superstition <laughs> numbers <laughs> <laughs> i'm superstitious about that Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm hearing. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm picking why? up what you're throwing down. But why? Why is that a thing that you're paying attention to? Or how specifically is... during a time when a bunch of Jews are being killed? Like, why are you so focused on superstition <laughs> right now when you could be helping your neighbors? <laughs> right. We don't want to print all that stuff. Let's print about the superstitions. Let's run that story first. <laughs> hey, hey, stop writing about these Jews, man! Don't you see all these black cats everywhere? Let's focus. <laughs> It's black cats. <laughs> I do a killer German impression. I don't know if you can that tell. Was that amazing. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Come I on, John Waltz was here. Look at the black cats, man. Just 
I love, I just love language. That's my thing. <laughs> Jive turkey is a, a German phrase. Not many people know that. <laughs> they were talking about actual turkey. The, the country yeah, yeah. At the time. <laughs> Black people turned it into, turned it into a cultural something else. But no, they were talking about an actual turkey named Jive. <laughs> He was unliked in the German community. <laughs> One of the things that I ended up finding in a lot of the research that I was unpacking is that there's actually quite a few other cemetery-based conspiracy theories. In fact, I, I found a website that listed nearly like a hundred of them. Really? I've listed some of my favorites, and I would love to get your reaction on a few of these. But one of them was uh, being first to leave a cemetery after a funeral could bring you death. You'll die if you leave first. Yep. If you leave that funeral first, you might die. I mean, we're already here. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. <laughs> it's a scary thing to tell somebody, like, you know, if you leave first, you're going to die, right? That's you know what it was? It was a very unliked person on their deathbed. <laughs> like, you know, if you leave my funeral first, you're going to die. <laughs> So there's a bunch of annoyed people standing around this grave like, you about to leave? No, you about to leave. I think that's there's something really, really insightful in what you're saying is that so much of this, while we make it something dramatic or something, you know, like something that's affecting the whole world, the reality is it's something that affected a few individuals and they are so selfish and and sort of like self-centered in all of this that they mm -hmm. then make it a rule for everybody to follow. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, we don't all have to throw salt over our shoulder. You did, dog. You deal with your <laughs> shit. You live in that salt needing life, not me. Right. <laughs> right. You the one with the, the saltless back. You deal with that shit. You got this unsalted back. My back is salty as fuck. I'm fine. I don't need none of that. My shoulder blades are saltines, buddy. <laughs> you got to figure something out. Go ahead and lick it. Bite your fingers and lick it. Tell me these ain't salty than my butt. <laughs> Here's another one that I thought was really interesting. They say locking the door of your home after a funeral procession passes by is bad luck. At what point, like as it's going by or the, the later that day, just. I believe they said after, which after? that part bugged me in the same way that it seems to be bugging you, where it's like, OK, so I just got to keep my door unlocked <laughs> always now. <laughs> that, that feels a little like I used to watch that show True Blood. Mm. It's the whole vampire, like, they can only come in if you get invited. That seems like some backwards, like, the ghosts can't operate a locked door after sure. a funeral <laughs> procession. So they're like, leave it open, please. Right, right, right. So they're saying, hey, just leave it open. Let the ghosts in, and then they'll leave you alone. But if you lock that door, they'll be pissed, and they'll want vengeance. <laughs> Here's my personal favorite. A witch... This is a real superstition. A witch must be buried face down to prevent the community further supernatural spells. If this doesn't work, unbury them and turn their clothes inside out, then rebury them face down. Say that last part again. Sure. A witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're going to bury a witch, you got to bury her face down. That's, yeah. that's what they're saying. And if you fuck up and don't do that, you got to dig her up, turn her clothes inside out. And then rebury her face down. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time with it. There's no, 
There's no correct answer here. I'll be frank with you. It's, again, I think it's just somebody got caught in a situation where they were digging up a lady. (laughs) 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 And she was a witch. That's why she's naked, because I had to turn the clothes. (laughs) (laughs) It's just somebody in Salem. Right. This is a man. This is a sick man who, who dug up a lady and wanted to fuck, took her clothes off. Let's be honest. It was a man who was fucking corpses, and I, somebody I, somebody walked up and was like, "Hey, what the fuck are you sticking your dick in that lady's butt?" And you're like, "Oh, what? Oh no, she's a witch. I gotta bury her face down and turn her clothes inside out. That's why she's naked and my dick is inside of her." I had a, a much uh, more wholesome idea that it's oh. like a local dressmaker, and he's trying to get his name out there, so he buried him. So the tag is out on the back. So you, you bury them and people, do, oh, this is, Fauntleroy made these. I didn't know. Oh. Let's go to Fauntleroy. Oh, the best. Fauntleroy. Oh, listen, she dead, but she look good. I'm going to Fauntleroy. That was his tagline. She dead, but she look good. Fauntleroy. <laughs> okay. The other thing that I sort of wanted to look into uh, in terms of these theories around cemeteries, is that it seems to be often be connected to threat of death and decay, right? Which mm-hmm. I have to assume comes from our history of terrible, like, burial practices and diseases mm-hmm. that sometimes follow those burial practices. If you've watched any, like, old-timey television, you know these motherfuckers didn't wash their hands. They weren't, like, cleaning up properly after bodies. Right. And I wanted to sort of, like, unpack, like, what is our actual history with, like, clean, uh, effective burial practices? And apparently there are example horrible examples. There's a this ancient city... In Turkey, I'm not even going to pretend to uh, pronounce this name, but it was 9,000 years. Just say Jive. Yep, Jive (laughs) (laughs) You know, the city of Jive, Turkey. Uh, 9,000 years ago, people used to bury their beloved under their houses as an attempt to separate themselves from their ancestors, or not separate themselves, rather, from their ancestors emotionally or physically. Or smell-wise. Uh, Yes. (laughs) You just have a rotting corpse buried underneath your home because you want to be connected. Yeah. That's so just as many people in your family died under the porch. That's where they. That's right. And I have to assume more people are dying because of this rotting, festering corpse underneath your home. And this is in what, what era is this? This was 9,000 years ago, so uh, according to some people, the Earth didn't exist yet. But (laughs) according to, (laughs) it was B.C. Let's just agree it was B.C. Before coffins, for sure. Before coffins. (laughs) 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 And you know what? That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Before coffins (laughs) is how you end up getting murdered by uh, time, I guess. I don't know. All right. This is another one that was pretty wild. It said that in some parts of ancient Greece, people used to put iron nails across the dead bodies to prevent an eventual undesired resurrection. Basically, like in order to prevent zombies from rising, they would basically nail parts of the body to the coffin into the ground or to the ground, whatever it was. But, you know, shit's got to be juice got to be popping up out that nail. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? It's going to squirt right. a little bit when you, yeah. when you hit that nail in there. I've opened a Capri Sun before. I know what yeah. it's like. <laughs> 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 so you're nailing the person to the coffin. Yeah, just in case they zombify and, and get back up. But th- can't they just like... I've seen zombie movies where they just, whatever part of them is stuck, they just rip that part off and keep coming. Yeah. Well, that's not what they believed in ancient Greece. Apparently, an iron nail was enough for a zombie to be like, oh, damn, they got me. <laughs> oh, oh lock shit. me in. I, I, can't go <laughs> I was going to eat their brains, but never mind. That's cool. Smart. Y'all smart. Oh, y'all going to invent math or something. That's cool. Right. And also, <laughs> if you're coming from a time where you've been hearing stories about Jesus and Lazarus, People coming back to life is not too far-fetched, I suppose. Right. Sure. They they believed in resurrection. Mm-hmm. And for them, it was it was more of which resurrections they liked and which ones they didn't. Right. I guess they preferred certain resurrections over right. others. Who do you want to come back for another season? It was the, right. <laughs> the original. <laughs> it was the really American Idol-style <laughs> right. voting to keep you underground or, or around. Underground right. or around next year on <laughs> Grecian television. <laughs> okay, this is the last piece of research that I sort of wanted to dig into because I do think that that, lep- that leprosy and sort of like these conversations around like where so many of these conspiracies come from is valid, right? That like a lot of it is diseases and sicknesses that we then blow up into mm-hmm. something more extreme. And it turns out in my research, I found out that leprosy actually still exists in Jamaica today. Oh, no. <laughs> in this day and age, a lot to be proud of of your home country. But <laughs> come on, Ziggy, what you out there doing? <laughs> but apparently, in 2019, five cases of leprosy were found in Jamaica alone, which I didn't even know was still a thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I guess if you're wearing so many mesh shirts. It's yeah. bound to get through. It's too much bacteria flowing in and out. Right. You got to cover some of that. All that daggering, somebody going to catch. <laughs> right. You dagger till somebody's fingers fall off. And that, <laughs> till they pieces. They make a dance out of that. Yeah. Drop the, <laughs> finger them, drop the finger them. Bite it, bite it, bite it, bite it. All right, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Nick Chambers and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. Mom, do you ever feel, you know, not so fresh? Ew, no, no, no. Yeah, we're back here with more Nick Chambers. <laughs> more my mama told me. We're still talking about the 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 horrors of leprosy that seem to be overtaking Jamaica and the the silly conspiracy theories that Nick's family came up with to help uh, explain the fact that in leprosy still exists in 2021. I know. I thought that was a Bible disease and nothing else. I'm amazed. I'm shocked. Yeah. Is anyone, is, is, is Sean Paul on this? Does, does, <laughs> is there anyone raising money? <laughs> I love that. Sense. You know how Akon is in Africa helping people get like electricity and, right. and building hospitals and shit. I would love right. it if Sean Paul just dedicates <laughs> all his energy to leprosy. That's it. He's going to get rid of it. Sean Paul, don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> this music has changed. He used to tell us to touch right. all the time, but now right. he's like, don't, don't do it. You got social distancing uh, Jamaican dance hall music. (laughs) Oh, man. Daggering from afar. That ain't. Dagger me pan face time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's play a game. This is a a very fun game that I like to play. You know it. You love it. It's a game called White White Lies. Lies. Ugly. You are disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. All right. White (laughs) Lies. This is a fun game where, uh, Nick, I'm going to introduce to you a widely held conspiracy theory in the white community, a Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory that many whites seem to believe in. And what I would love for you to do is unpack why you think this conspiracy theory is so important to white people. What do you think it is that they believe in? What are these sneaky motherfuckers up to? You get what I'm saying? I got you. The conspiracy theory for you. And this is a new one for me. I had not heard this before, but apparently there's a, a fair amount of people who believe that the queen of England is a cannibal that she, <laughs> that she eats humans 
And that is how she maintained for this long that she's now, whatever, 95 years old. And part of the way that she stayed so youthful and stayed in power is by eating the flesh of other human beings. My question for you, why do you think that white people think that Queen Elizabeth II is a cannibal? Well, when you say white people, I'm going to assume you mean white men. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I I think for any white man to see a white woman or any woman in power, there's got to be something. There's got to be something wrong with her. Uh, She got to be doing something evil. So there's no kings. How? She eats people. (laughs) That got to be it. Right. That is that like, you know, Philip would be the king, but the bitch keep telling her, (laughs) telling him she going to eat him. (laughs) Keep sauteing her servants. (laughs) So Philip, he like, cool, I just back off. She crazy. (laughs) He want to be king, but she won't let him because she crazy. It's, It's crazy. It's wild out there in England. Which which fork is the the human fork? The, <laughs> the way they set, they have the whole royal spread. Which fork? <laughs> That's the one she keep in her pocket. That's a private fork. You know what I mean? It's strapped to her thigh, uh-huh. like a garter belt. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one she waits till like a door gets shut too quick, and it's like <laughs> just a one of those slaves that they don't call slaves no more in there. <laughs> Because they're slaves. I'm, right. I'm watching The Crown right now, and that's slavery. I don't give a fuck what they say. Right. I don't care how many trumpets you put before it. It's still, exactly. It's you get it. I walk into a room, and then another, like a, a more important person comes into the room, and I bow, and they go, get the fuck out of here, bitch. <laughs> and I got to just scurry off. I'm 40. No, I'm a slave. <laughs> if I'm 40 and I got to scurry, I'm a slave. Right. If words make you run out the room. Yeah. No. (laughs) Words from an old lady. Yeah. Look, if this is a job, like you keep telling me it is, let's make this a professional setting. Give me an (laughs) HR. Give me uh, somebody that that can answer my concerns. But if you're going to make me scurry, then just admit I'm a slave and let's, let's move forward honestly. Exactly. There's no Her Majesty's HR. Yes. And frankly, and I'm willing to start this conspiracy theory now, I'm not unconvinced that the the queen isn't sexually assaulting a fair amount of those uh, servants. You know what I mean? She fucked. That's why she alive so long. Mm -hmm. She got that wop. She's still, she's still, (laughs) (laughs) she's still, She'll just stand in the hallway and you got to bow. It's like, further down. Right. Keep bowing. <laughs> Not low enough. <laughs> you know where I like it. <laughs> and then when she's done, she rings a bell and that servant got to scurry out. <laughs> Fucking nutcase. Bring me the scurrying bell. <laughs> uncle, uncle, uncle. <laughs> I do think there's so much of this history that that is it's absurd and it's cooked in the the weird thing with in this goes back to your point with the monarchy is that they are almost being progressive. Right. They're almost Mm -hmm. introducing this idea that a woman can be in charge of an entire country before a lot of other places are willing to do that, which you could argue is a cool thing. But even in doing that, 
there's so much undermining that happens in pr- in placing this woman in this position of power. So right. she's not truly in charge. She's just a figurehead that puts on army clothes sometimes. <laughs> But it's not you're not actually this powerful figure. And so to your point, there's probably a bunch of dudes who are sitting back like, you know, the bitch don't do nothing. We the real power is the man. But they the only explanation is she eat kids or whatever. it is. <laughs> right. That's insane. Yeah, it's truly nuts. Well, Nick, I think we did it. I think we we nailed this episode. I think I think that was, it was what a beautiful time. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you? What cool stuff do you have going on? Sure. I'm Chambers Comedy on social media. I do a podcast with Tawanda Gona uh, called Tawanda's Live Request. Mm-hmm. where we uh, It's a musical advice show. So people come in with situations that they're going through. And Tawanda pr- prescribes them a song uh, to listen to to help them with that situation. Hell yeah. It's a beautiful time. Nick is a beautiful man. The artwork is beautiful. The music is beautiful. Please go and follow him. And as always, like and subscribe. I would like for more people to uh, like and subscribe to this thing. Apparently, you got to say that to people. But please like and subscribe and write comments. I like the comments. They make me feel good. I read and check for them every day, despite the fact that that seems like a psychopathic way of living. I I go on there every day hoping there's a new comment for me to read, and I would love to read yours. Uh, And as always, if you would love to send me stuff, you can send it to mymamapod at gmail.com. Mymamapod at gmail.com. Otherwise, bye, bitch. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.